Hi, this is Courtney. And this is Cousin Cam. Episodes five and six were recorded days before we learned of the passing of Joe Jackson. We want to express our deepest condolences to the Jackson family in what is most certainly a very difficult time. We mourn with you and celebrate the great gifts he gave to this world through his family. Welcome to this episode of Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today we're going to talk about Janet Jackson's All For You. My name is Courtney and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. Hey Cam, what's going on your way? Rain, rain, rain. Same here. It's like monsoon season in North Carolina. <laughs> Since the last time you and I talked, quite a bit has happened in the world of Janet Jackson. So let's just get right into it. We've had a little disturbance in Jackson land. Janet had a situation where the police was called between her and her ex-husband. I initially read the story and kind of let it go off the radar. They have apparently some sort of shared custody arrangement, but the rules say that a nanny must be with the father, you know, when they're having, I guess you can call it one-on-one time if if you have to have a third party, <laughs> but <laughs> so they have to have the nanny. And so Janet was unable to reach the nanny. And, and so she made the phone call to the police to do a welfare check. And they went and checked and everything was just fine. But of course, Randy, <laughs> he decided to stir it up like a good relative. And he added a little more spice to the gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> when the story actually broke out, it sounded like the nanny was locked in the closet and she was fearing for her life. Randy, <laughs> he messing up. He going to get fired on his day off. <laughs> <laughs> You and I probably are uh, Randy's biggest fan club. There's no good reason for it. Randy, I just want I just want him to win. I know. <laughs> we see Randy until Janet had that baby. When Janet came with that baby, Randy was like, "I got a job now." <laughs> but I do have to say that is one of those situations where. You know, if you have a child and you're unable to connect with your child, you probably don't know what to do. Like you're feeling helpless and you just are reaching for like what is t- you don't know what to do in that moment. So, you know, I don't fault her for calling the police if she had any any concerns that there was anything wrong going on there. She's just being a good mother looking after her child. And that's that. Right. She had these concerns. But with the situation, there was one other thing that during all of the commotion there was paparazzi pictures of Janet's son and ex-husband on the beach. Mm-hmm. And I just that just struck me the wrong way. Like, don't stalk a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I get that the baby is related to a, a super famous person and that we're very interested in her life. But where is the line? There's no line. You are following a baby to the beach. If they can get a shot and they can be the first ones to put sell it to TMZ, there's no line. Michael Jackson was called weird because he covered his kids' faces. But you have to if you want some type of privacy. If You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, this is a father and son moment. Can they can they have that? Can, they, can you let them do that? Nope. <laughs> that baby's a Jackson. Jackson sells. So anything they can get, especially with a private person like Janet, anything that they can get, they got to seize the moment, even if the baby is trying to build a sandcastle. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so that just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, And speaking of that, let's talk a little bit about this commotion with Paris and the Billboard Awards and all of that. Okay, can I just say I'm root for Paris? Listen, I go hard for Paris. I love her with my whole heart. In my mind, this was going to be the dream scenario that Janet would take Paris under her wing, introduce her to the business, do it the right way. 
and Paris would, you know, eventually be one of the ones that would carry on the legacy. But I don't think it's quite turned out that way. And now that we know more about Paris' background, she's a tough kid. Mm -hmm. You got to think about it. Thrust into the limelight from 11 to 12, because, you know, I think she was around that age when Mike died. And now she's doing it. She's modeling. She's speaking out for human rights and things like that. So I love her spirit. I love her energy. But I always thought that maybe if anybody was going to gravitate towards Janet, it would be her. Yeah. So a little more about the situation. Apparently, other fans were making comments about why her brother Prince was at Janet Jackson's Billport Icon Award performance and she was not. And so it seems like people were being really very rude about that. <laughs> so because she didn't go, you know, the public was judging her relationship or, you know, judging her priorities or whatever. And who are we to decide where this woman should be? Right. I, I You know, I kind of felt bad that she felt she needed to address it. Now, got a little messy when she started to address it. <laughs> but <laughs> She has no filter. She doesn't. But, you know, I, she made some valid points. She's like, we're a family just like any other family. We have our ups and downs. We have moments where we're tight. We have moments where we're separated. Right. You know, that's just our lives. We're people. Um, but then she also said, like, my management didn't tell me there was a performance. <laughs> Ma'am. How you didn't know there was how? Like I was riding hard for you. <laughs> how did she miss that memo? Him. I need her to follow the same Jenny Jackson Twitter I follow. <laughs> when it hit, my phone lit up. I was like, Janet, what? Right? Yeah. But Paris, like, if you follow her, because I do follow her on Twitter, there's been moments like I didn't know Catherine Jackson was in harm until Paris was like, something ain't right. I ain't talked to grandma in a couple of days. Somebody needs to get in touch with me because she was like putting it out there. Yeah. So I know she is a caring, compassionate spirit. Yeah, absolutely. So I root for it. And she's right. Every family does have problems. I got some cousins I ain't spoke to in a while. I'm not going to get into that. But, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you look at the look at your phone a couple times ago. Now, what do you want? <laughs> What you talking about, girl? I don't know what? <laughs> what? I don't know what you talking about. Have you ever had somebody to call you and you go, "How they number get saved?" I done went through two phones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am I am meticulous about saving numbers so that if I don't want to talk to you, you don't accidentally catch me. So, right. <laughs> we were at a restaurant, and so I don't know how we got started doing this, but comparing the number of contacts in our cell phones, and so like. Most people at the table had, you know, 100 to 200 contacts in their cell phone. And I pull out my cell phone and I had like close to 800. 800? Because <laughs> I have every number I, anybody ever gave me. I'm not purging because you from 2001 might call me. And then I don't know that it's you from 2001. And now I'm stuck in a, hey, girl, conversation <laughs> that I don't want to be in. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So about this Bruno Mars collaboration, everybody is all aflame on the Internet. Oh, yeah. Everybody was buzzing. So on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you about a Bruno Mars Janet Jackson collaboration? Uh, I'm a seven. You're seven? Yeah. Okay. Let me explain real quick just why I'm at a seven, because this could be top ten, you know, number one, number one coming out of the gate. 
Or it could be like New Edition when they signed the bad boy <laughs> where they was trying to sound like 112 and New Edition ain't no 112. I don't I hope that he takes his time with it and you know, kind of gives us a you know good selection of songs. Don't try to change Janet, of course. Well, he's not producing it actually. Uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are going to produce the collaboration. Does that change how you feel? Mm-mm, still a seven. <laughs> I'm skeptical. I'm telling you, I can name a whole lot of you know hooking up in the studio. It sounds like it's a good formula, and then you hear it and you like this. How y'all came up with? <laughs> Now you know how I feel about this. So, you know, your seven is 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 at best I'ma give you a three and a half. What? And that's I mustered it. I mustered up to a three and a half. And it is nothing against Bruno Mars because I love him. He is one of those artists. The song comes on, I'm rewinding before it ends, because I don't even want it to gut stop. Like I just want to start it again and enjoy it again. <laughs> so I really like Bruno Mars. I feel like a butt is coming. I'm always in the camp of collaborations are usually a no. It works well, I think, with we got used to it in the hip hop world with rappers doing collaborations. Mm -hmm. And that works pretty well. And it also goes pretty well, pretty well, when there's an R&B singer and a rapper, because, you know, you got the hook, you got the verses. That works pretty well. Everybody can still preserve their identity and it works. Mm -hmm. My issue with you know, most collaborations is the song doesn't fit everybody. Right. One of the parties is going to be an eyeball. And so I'm just trying to think about from their styles, though, they're both dance. They can both do dance, pop, funk. So I expect something good. And also with Jamie Jam and Terry Lewis at the helm, that does provide me a sense of comfort. But honestly, like I'm never super excited about a collaboration like you want to get me excited about a collaboration go dig up Avon and Kiki Wyatt okay I, <laughs> I will listen to that yeah that was a good clap yeah like in general it's a no for me so I'm hoping for good things I'm leaving space for love I just collaborations have let me down <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this so would you prefer it just be Janet and Bruno wrote it or do you want them both on the track um, I really don't want her to, him to write her a song. I'd rather have him to write it. I think her best songs are the ones she writes herself. Or maybe they could write a song together. I would be for that. But I, I just, for me, Janet isn't the type of artist that you write songs for. She got to put her own special sauce on it. You can't just serve her a song like, here, pick from this catalog of 16 songs, Janet. Tell us what you like. Like, I don't think that works out very well. I think it it has to have some of her soul on it. Well, we'll find out. I'm still excited, though. I'm still excited. Give at least five. I, just, I say five. I mean, I feel like I can get to five. That's a 50-50 shot. I believe that this song has a 50-50 shot of being a banger. I can get to five. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I'm in this for you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was another thing. Um, and, you know, we way late on this one, but I just saw it. So it may not be news, but it's news to me. <laughs> One of Janet Jackson's dancers was on a late night talk show and she, you know, they were asking her questions about Janet Jackson and about the Billboard performance. It was Jenna Dewan. Yeah. And uh, she shared some information about, you know, their tour life and like gifts that they got on tour. Did you hear about that? Yeah. <laughs> and let's see, this brings out another side of me that people don't need to know about. 
<laughs> Apparently, you know, Janet showered her dancers with numerous gifts. But one of them was a box that was filled with some nice toys. <laughs> you got to be more specific. It was filled with sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> well, just in case my mama was listening. <laughs> but now, let's just be honest. She was 19 and this was a different time, you know. Jenna was 19. Yeah, because times are a changing. <laughs> You can't do that right now. I'm dying. But yes. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, are these appropriate workplace gifts? Oh. <laughs> At the time. No, it wasn't never at any time. Yes. Because a girl got knees. And if you on tour, you just can't be giving that out like that. So Janet was like, hey, to keep you in check. <laughs> Listen, I'm really not mad at the gift at all. I'm, and I know that she has that rapport with her dancers. Like, really, these were just gifts for her friends. And so, you know, it's pretty cool. Not necessarily about this specific gift, but just, you know, that she was very generous and giving of lots of gifts. And I think Jenna also mentioned a diamond watch that um, Jenna gave each of the dancers while they're on tours. And we know she took them on numerous vacations and they rehearsed in Hawaii and they, you know, they did all sorts of fun things together on her dime. And so you can't say enough about Janet Jackson's generosity. Mm-hmm. So that I just, it just really struck me as funny as like, oh my gosh, I wonder what you would think your next boss would be like, right? Like after you've worked for Janet Jackson, like is everything else a disappointment? Yeah. You say yeah. <laughs> it's like working for Obama. <laughs> Ain't no topping that. <laughs> So let's get into this week's song. This week we're talking about Janet Jackson's All For You. This single was actually the lead off from her album of the same title, All For You, which she released in 2001 following The Velvet Rope. How do you feel about this song, cuz? It was my jam. Whenever I hear this song... I always think about getting dressed to go out for some reason. Because when you hear that intro, with the girls in the party, that part, mm-hmm. it's like, it gets you hyped up. And then you like, oh, I'm finna look good tonight. You're right. This is definitely your, <laughs> your pre-party party song. Yeah. This your warm up. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you bang in the car on the way to the party. Yeah. And then dance like it's the first time you heard it when you get to the party. Yeah. And I think with this song... Because this song actually came after Doesn't Really Matter from the Nutty Professor soundtrack. I think this was showing that Janet had came out of that, I don't want to say dark period that the Velvet Rope project had to it. But you could tell that she was actually kind of finding herself again. And she just had more upbeat, classic Janet that we grown to love. Yeah, yeah. Which was really interesting. So the song itself, you, you said, you know, followed doesn't really matter you know another kind of pop dance track Mm -hmm. also it was number one prior to this one Mm -hmm. and so it was like light and bubbly which was a a huge departure from the velvet rope in fact in my mind like they don't they're not even together right like (laughs) the velvet rope seems like it was so long before (laughs) doesn't really matter and and all for you it seems like those were worlds apart but what was really interesting to me is that when she was recording this album it was just coming out of the divorce with Renee. Yeah. And so it was really interesting that even though personally, maybe she was in a, a place that 
you know, no one wants to get divorced. No one wants to break up. And it's hard and it sucks. I've done it. It sucks. Um, But she was already optimistic about the future because you could kind of hear it on this album. The way she sang about exploring the future and the way she sang, you know, this song specifically, which is about dating and flirting. And, you know, (laughs) I think in this song, she talks a lot about how, you know, there's an intimidation factor when, you know, she's trying to initiate a relationship where guys only see the pop star and she's basically like, I'm a human. I like the same things you like. Uh, but she was ready to explore. And I picked up on that in this song, which was like exactly not what I was expecting after the Velvet Rope. I think that's actually a good thing, because sometimes when you go through a storm, you need to think positive and think of, hey, you know, after this storm, there's going to be a mm-hmm. rainbow. So maybe coming off of the that dark album of Velvet Rope and that dark time with divorce, maybe she was saying, you know what, I've given my fans enough of that let me you know let me give them something that they can appreciate and that what they're used to Mm -hmm. because you can only stay dark for so long so when this cut came out it featured a sample glow of love by the change and she rocked the beat a great production from jimmy and terry again was fantastic and it just had a little kiss to it like oh not only am i grooving but then when you hear her sing and how it goes i mean it was just like uh And this was the first time I could remember that they had used a sample. I'm going to call it so blatantly. Yeah. Like they use samples all the time. Um, But this in this song, like the sample is the star. Yeah. And (laughs) I learned a couple things from this song, (laughs) which was (laughs) I learned this is not a Luther Vandross song. (laughs) He sung with the group. Right. The group was called The Change. And I had no idea that I was like, this is not a Luther Vandross song. Is this why this isn't on my Luther Vandross greatest hits? Because I was needing to know. <laughs> right. It's not <laughs> his song. I to know why this wasn't on there. Yeah. And then also I realized that, you know, after 25 years of singing this song, um, I've been singing The Spirit of Love. <laughs> and that is not what this song is called. <laughs> you know what? I don't really know the words myself. I just know the beat. So you are not alone because you are not yes, alone. Yes, like this is my all-time jam. And I realized I only know like 11% of the words. <laughs> <laughs> but when Luther hit them, boy, I'm singing right there with them. <laughs> I feel you. Yes. Yeah. So that was I learned a couple things. But also this song, you know, when when um, Jimmy talks about this song and, you know, we talked about it being happy and light. You know, he says that like in the history of Janet, the records that are the happy records, the ones that make people smile, have always traditionally been more successful records. And he talks about going back as far to songs like When I Think of You to Doesn't Really Matter. Mm -hmm. And When I Think of You was actually her first number one. Right. And uh, so I was like, yeah, like. People do, I think, appreciate a happier, bouncy, really almost true pop Janet. Aside from a few songs I can think of, like I Get Lonely, Mm -hmm. most of her songs that lean pop do better than the ones that lean, you know, more R&B, more hip hop. Yeah. And I agree with that because I can think of all the songs, the pop songs that she's came out with they do have that upbeat tempo but that's just that's what janet has always given us that pop feel good music so i mean anytime that she does lean heavy on the r&b it still does good trust me anytime any place i get so lonely all those are bangers Mm -hmm. but 
her formula or her recipe is the pop and the the dance. Yeah. And this song did really well. So it was added to every pop, rhythmic, and urban radio format within its first week of release. And it was, in fact, their first single to do just that. Now, usually there's a slow burn. You know, you get added to one segment at a time and then you start to cross over. But every radio station format claimed this as their own yeah because it was a it i mean it had that that feel to it and that's how why i always call her the queen of pop mm-hmm. just because this song is a great example because it it was number one across the board on on charts not one charts right. so you got to give her her respect and if you need proof that she's the queen of pop this is the song yeah. we look at. Billboard at the time, Billboard magazine considered it a veritable vitamin shot in the arm for the airwaves and as playful and joyous as the best from Janet's deep up-temple catalog. And it, they also, too, talked a little bit about how at the time the trend was toward very strict R&B. I will always remember this summer, uh, 2001. This, they gave us so many good songs. Mm-hmm. This was the year of Destiny Child, Independent Woman. This was the year of Sunshine. Anderson heard it all before. Aaliyah rocked the boat. Yes. Usher, you got it bad. Oh, Lord knows I wore that out. Who didn't wear that out? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even date nobody. That was my jam. Fallen, uh, Alicia Keys. So I will always remember this time for this Janet Jackson song. And she really stole the show. She had the longest running number one of 2001 wow and i just remember her being on trl mm-hmm. and talking about the the um the song and the project and stuff and i'm thinking to myself janet is on trl because that when trl was around and you made it there you knew like your fan base was just going to widen because you had the teenage demographic but you also had young adults going into you know going into college kids and into adulthood mm-hmm. they were still watching trl but i mean just seeing her on trl and you know like exposing herself to a younger generation i mean janet was killing it she really did she really really did and the thing about it i also kind of get bittersweet because i was reading an article where they were saying but maybe this was when janet hit her peak and i'm just like i don't want to say that this was her peak right because she had so many peaks yeah exactly <laughs> i feel like she's had three careers like <laughs> yes all within this same career uh but yeah this actually was her last number one hit to date since this song she hasn't had a billboard hot 100 now i do think that no sleep went to number one on like r&b contemporary yeah but th- this song all for you was her last billboard hot 100 number one but she'll fix that. So she's she not going to allow yeah, them to call yeah. this her peak. Like, we, we know yeah, that she's yeah. working on it. How many times have they said, oh, Cher hit her peak. And then here she came out with Believe. <laughs> yeah. Here she come again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's somewhere in there. She in the kitchen cooking it. And to be honest, though, like, if that was her peak, so what? Like, you had a 40-year career. It can't all be up. <laughs> but even her down is way higher than most people's up. So Right. Like, I, you couldn't even be mad if, like, <laughs> this was the pinnacle of your career. But we know it's not. Right. Like, we know that there's still so much more in there. So I'm so excited about what more she has to give. But it's a little bit selfish and a little bit presumptive um, because should we expect as much as we expect from her? But I 
I think it is fair because we know she's capable. We and we know she still has the heart and the fire and the desire to do it. So like we're all waiting to see her top herself because we know she still can. Right. Right. Like I said, things have changed now. So I think if um she gets with the right people and of course with Jimmy and Terry, they're not gonna let her you know fall or fail in a project. Yeah, those are the right people. Yeah, so those are people and I think with just adding a little, you know, a little mixture of the new styles out now, this next project's gonna be real good. Yes. But we gotta talk about the video. Yes, yes, yes. The video was so colorful. Uh, and it starts out with the concept of Janet admiring a man that she sees in the subway. So it kind of fits the song. You know, you see somebody, you want to, you know, as we say, shoot your shot. <laughs> and Janet was like, hey, I'm over here. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> and it was very colorful. I love the fact that I always like to see Janet in different colors. I, I understand, you know, she loves black, but just to see her in color with that smile and just having fun. That's one of the, one of the things I remember about this video. It was directed by Dave Myers, and I can say this. Dave Myers at this time was directing everybody. Yeah, Dave Myers was the man, and he still really is. He's doing videos even today for Kendrick Lamar and Ariana Grande. But one of my favorite Dave Myers videos is The Block is Hot with Lil Wayne. He did that? (laughs) He did. Oh, my God. Listen, when I say his his scope knows no bounds <laughs> he did master p he did lil wayne ja rule maya pink some of the missy elliott videos he did get your freak on which is a really great video oh yeah that's a classic but he also did limp biscuit no doubt <laughs> slipknot he also did usher you remind me which was a very fun video as well so I mean, this man has done it all, but that that block is hot that looked like it was shot with a camcorder is my favorite. <laughs> when that video dropped, oh, and that song, oh, you couldn't tell us nothing, man. Like, oh, man, so many memories. I'm, I'm, yes, but I, I am gonna say he did circle back, and he did give me a video that, two videos that you know I don't love, um. And we'll talk about these at another time. But he later teamed up with Janet Jackson in 2015 and he did No Sleep. And then in 2016, he also did Damn Baby. So we'll talk about those at another time. (laughs) (laughs) So for all his ups, there was some there was there was some lows. Oh, Mr. Myers, you wanted in the principal's office. But yeah, so I like you, I did love like all the colors in this video, but I did have a small issue. It felt very much like, what have you done for me lately? Really? Did you notice how things are 2D? Like, you know, they drive to the club in like a cardboard cutout of a car. (laughs) The railway station is like a cutout of a station <laughs> and here i am thinking this was innovative and, and brand new <laughs> you like uh-uh it was innovative because in what have you done for me lately some of the cutouts were black and white and this time they colored them <laughs> so that was <laughs> what's the difference we added color <laughs> it's brand new just like jay's <laughs> to me though it's the choreography in this video that really makes it so it's a super cute story when you know you see her flirting with this guy you know kind of throughout the video yeah 
But for me, it's the choreography that really makes it. And I didn't notice until recently that they're dancing barefoot until the final dance break when she has on the black one-armed jacket and the the sequin cutout tank, which was fly. They're barefoot. I didn't ever notice that. Yeah, I always noticed that. I think those boots were just ingrained because of that dance break and how hard they're dancing. So that's what was (laughs) in my mind. But I'm like, these chicks are really getting it. Just flat-footed. But you know, one thing, too, about this. So we talked a little about the colors. Um, You know, she had the ripped jeans. This is when we saw her in, like, the ripped jeans and the one-arm jacket. And then, like, she just kept changing that tank top. (laughs) What else? what, What does that remind you of that she just kept... The same variation on a theme <laughs> with these shirts, same shirt, different color. What does that remind you of? What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? That vest or that shirt. And- so it's basically the same video. <laughs> but it sells. It's so pretty. Now I'm a sucker for pretty. It's so pretty. Oh, it's so pretty. So special. So I really loved it. Also, the, with the dance break, I didn't ever catch it, and I'm still not sure. But rumor has it, we know it's she samples herself, which I was like, legend. Okay? <laughs> right. Because, you yeah. know, you sampled yourself. Um, So we know we hear the pleasure principle. Yes. And then, like, the bass, the bouncy, from Go Deep. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you hear Let the Music Play. Uh-huh. But I was reading that Centipede is in there by Reby Jackson. I don't remember hearing it. If it's in there, it has to be those first like four or five bass notes because that's all that I can piece together. And if it is, I was like, I wonder did she have to cut a check to her sister for these six notes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had to cut Mike a check because Mike wrote He owned the publisher to that, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she had to write a check. Mike owns a lot of people publishing. So. But I was like, yeah, I never even noticed that. But I think it is. So I need you to listen again. I probably do have liner notes for this, to be honest, though, because I think I bought this CD. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> It also might be different, too, because this dance break wasn't on the album version. So there may not be a credit on there. Oh, well, we'll have to work that out another time. But I think it could be there. Yeah. So there's that. On this video, Janet decided to go with Seanette Hurd as a choreographer. We know that Seanette choreographed doesn't really matter. And she also, along with Marty Kudelka and Roger Lee, choreographed uh, the dance for this video as well. And it was... They went hard. Yeah. Really hard to be barefoot. Yes, yes. So I know that you you and I are both strong Tina Lander fans. And I think it's just because of the era where we first loved Janet. Yeah. But how does this compare? You know what? It was years before I knew Tina didn't do this video. It's so good. And I feel bad that I never knew that this was Seanette. Because I love Seanette. That's my girl. So I wasn't giving her enough props for her being the creator of some of my, really my favorite Janet Jackson moments. Now you point out that her love interest looks nine. <laughs> he looks like a child. <laughs> Come on now. Nine. Okay. Maybe not nine. But what I'm saying is he probably shouldn't have been allowed in that club. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they should not have let him walk through that cardboard door because he was not old enough. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, this is very interesting casting. (laughs) 
or maybe she was telling us she was sending us a subliminal message like this this time i'm going much younger <laughs> and she did go slightly younger with jermaine Dupri. Uh, she's still in the young category wasn't um her ex-husband younger than her yeah she was even though he looks older than her <laughs> he is younger <laughs> well he's been through a lot i've read a little bit about him he's he's had an interesting life <laughs> Um, but this video was so great that it was actually nominated for video of the year, best female video, best dance video, best choreography at the 2001 MTV Music Awards. Yes, 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 yes. She didn't win any. I feel like every, every time she's nominated, she should win. Right. So I'm like, man, she didn't win anything. So I had to go look it up. And when I tell you, man, that 2001. Yeah. That was a tough year. Like, <laughs> that was a tough year. She got beat out by Christina Aralera, Lil' Kim, Lady Mama Lon from Moulin Rouge, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And uh, in that same category, she was up against Eminem, the Stan video. Uh, Missy's Get Your Freak On was in the category as well. And then You 2 with Beautiful Day and Fat Boy Slim, Weapon of Choice. So I was like, I mean, I guess... Lady Marmalade, that was that was quite the production. Like, I think if you've ever seen that video, you never forgot it. Yeah, but I think, I mean, of course I would want Janet to win this, but I still think Missy Get Your Freak On is is still the best out of the That was a good video, too. That was a really good video. You, literally, if Missy Elliott is in a category, you can almost give it to mm-hmm. her. Because her videos were so creative. Yeah. And I love that she used to do so many things that, we would consider like only guys would do yeah and she would just take them and put her little spin on them and it would just be the best she didn't never put herself in a box right if she wanted to do it she did it yeah we gotta talk about the janet and missy elliott friendship because i I think it's it's special yeah they definitely seem to have such a genuine affection for one another and those are the type of friendships that you know over the years just like Paris was saying you were close, we're not close, this or that. But those are the type of friendships in last. They seem like they have the type of friendship where maybe they don't, they're not hanging out every weekend. I don't know. But it feels like they're probably not seeing each other very often. But it's one of those friendships where it doesn't matter how long it's been since you've seen each other. When you're back together, just click and the sisterhood is there. Yeah, You call me, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it feels like. But I'm always rooting for strong women friendships because you need a sister circle. Everybody needs a sister circle. And I want Janet and Missy to have a sister circle. And then just want to tap on the who she was up against with the best dance video. Instinct Pop, Lady Mama Lied, Fat Boy Slim, Weapon of Choice, Jennifer Lopez, Love Don't Cost a Thing, which I don't even think that was. To me, that's not a dance song. Mm, I mean, I guess. But Pop won. Yes, yes, yes. I'm bitter about that, even in retrospect. Because <laughs> that was the performance where... Mike came out. Yes, Michael Jackson came out and shut it down. He came out that Etch-A-Sketch thingy. And to me, I was like, he really endorsed sync. really. At that moment, is he, you know, he kind of validated them as a group. Yeah. I think I asked you, could I be mad at him for helping Justin Timberlake, even though... <laughs> Justin Timberlake hadn't wronged his sister yet. No. Believe it or not, after the performance, Mike told Justin, hey, you're going to have to go solo. You're going to have to dish the boys. Go solo. I remember you telling me that. And see, now you have stirred up my anger again. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) So 
if we get back to All For You, we can talk a little bit about her live performances of this song. Mm -hmm. There are two that stick out for me. The first one was the performance um, that was the medley with Make Me she did on the X Factor in the UK. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen until 2009. And I think she was at the time promoting her number ones album. Yeah. And Make Me was the new track that was on the number ones, which is still my jam. But that performance was so good. Mm -hmm. She had all the dancers on point. She had the fancy fly high top tennis shoes. And then she had the denim looking outfit. She really looked like she was going to be the stuff at the church Labor Day picnic. <laughs> Not the church Labor Day picnic. Her outfit was built for a church picnic. <laughs> <laughs> but she was rocking it like it worked. Now, the performance that I always remember for All For You is comes from the MTV Icon special in which Janet was the first artist to be named an MTV Icon. And mm -hmm. the thing that sticks out to me with this performance was the fact that she had, there was different costumes paying tribute to her best videos. Yeah, I remember that. The costumes really still stick with me because um, she wore that All For You costume. It was all white and it was fly with the one shoulder jacket. <laughs> but also everyone had then that Rhythm Nation in all white was fire. <laughs> like it was it was such a good concept. And I was like, once again, when you can literally pay homage to yourself <laughs> and and it was done so just beautifully, it didn't feel like ego or self grandeur. It was just like artistic and well done and beautiful. But the one thing I remember about that, in addition to the costumes, was they came down in them circles from heaven. <laughs> and it felt like they were coming down for like seven minutes. <laughs> I'm like, where did y'all start from? Jesus' living room? Like, how long is this going to be? Somebody was like, will you lift me down? Go slow. <laughs> Because I would have been that one like, uh-uh, slow. slow. Slower? Slow. <laughs> the other thing I remember about it was the crowd was so loud. If you Even if you watch the, the video recordings on like a YouTube, the audience was legit loud and cheering. And I think the difference was like if you were there at that performance that night, like Janet Jackson was it. Like the Billboard Awards was fly and the award was great. The tribute was great. Everything was great. The only difference was when MTV did it, the whole night was for Janet. Yeah. And so people were losing their minds for Janet the entire night. And not just like regular fans like me and you, but like, you know, I remember seeing Shaq dancing and Tyrese dancing and all of these people who are just really there for Janet only. I will say too, if you watch that MTV performance, there's, a dance break after the dance break. <laughs> it's so good. It may be my favorite piece of Janet Jackson dancing ever. I loved it. You know, we can't talk about a Janet Jackson song without talking about awards. And All For You actually won a Grammy for Best Dance Recording. Yes. It also won for ASCAP Song of the Year. And another interesting award I a little surprise about was the Teen Choice Award for Best Single. Yeah. Definitely was uh, one of the strongest songs of that year in 2001. So definitely got to give Janet her props on that. For sure. So that was a fun discussion about All For You. It reminded me of how much I loved that song. Or maybe it helped me to learn how much I loved it because I didn't know I loved it as much as I did until I went back and watched the video and watched the MTV performance. Definitely a Janet classic. 
So let's now play a little game. Yay! <laughs> This one is pretty simple. You and I have a list of activities or, or everyday things that we're going to ask each other. Has Janet ever done it? From our opinion. Obviously, we don't know. She did not text us her answers. <laughs> so <laughs> who wants to go first? I'm going to let you go first. I've always wondered, have she ever been to like a supermarket and stolen maybe a grape or two just to see if she wanted to buy them? <laughs> So you're asking if Jenna has ever eaten a dusty grape at the grocery store? Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> Some of us have done it. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I think if you're buying grapes, isn't that standard protocol that you got to pop one or two of those dirty joints in your mouth? <laughs> yeah. You say a little prayer and say, God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. <laughs> After you done rubbed it on your shirt. Yeah. And then you pop it in your mouth. Yeah, hey, you got to know what you're getting. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. What you think? Yeah, that's rule. That's law. <laughs> what you got? Mine is... Do you think Janet Jackson has ever cleaned a toilet? The younger Janet? Yes. The Janet we know now? No. <laughs> yes, I would agree. I feel like Catherine Jackson had them doing chores. Yeah. Like they came off the tour bus and she was like, uh, the trash needs to go out. <laughs> Y'all been out there on that road? <laughs> Clean my commode. <laughs> okay, here go one. Has Janet ever cooked a chicken dress? A chicken what? Dressing. You mean like turkey and dressing and all that? Yeah. Um. According <laughs> to my late grandmother, she never said I could cook because I couldn't cook a chicken dressing. You gotta be able to make dressing. Can Janet make some dressing? Oh my gosh, this is rude. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered. I'm honestly going to go with no. Yeah. I think she cooked, but I feel like dressing is a new level of cooking. <laughs> You know, these recipes in your heart kind of cooking. <laughs> and I just don't know. So I believe she's Wonder Woman. And if she decided to, she could. I just don't know that she has. Like if the question was, could she? Then I would say yes. But the question is, has she? I have to say no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tweet that. Have you ever cooked a chicken dressing? I'm going to say just like that country and all. Chicken dressing. Yes, because you threw me. I was like, does it specifically have to be chicken? <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can tell I'm from the South. <laughs> so one more for you. Do you think Janet has ever seen Friday, the movie? Yeah. <laughs> you say that with so much confidence. Who hasn't seen Friday? How do you going to solve the movie theater version or the TBS edited version? Cousin? But everybody see Friday. Cousin, <laughs> Cousin I have a confession. <laughs> you haven't seen Friday? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Friday. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just said Randy will probably be the one to get fired on his day off. And you went, uh-huh. So you didn't know what I was talking about? I just thought you were making a good job. I quit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I quit <laughs> oh my god you gonna have to edit me because my tone is high i'm so for it you haven't seen friday no i haven't seen friday <laughs> why do you think i would lie to you <laughs> okay 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 so that's it for us this week on behalf of myself courtney stribling 
and my cousin, Cousin Cam, we'd like to thank you for spending time with us. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at JJTodayPod. That's at JJTodayPod. If you want the next episode delivered to you as soon as it comes out, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our intro and outro music, Good For You by THBD, is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license.